following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Fernandel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's the schedule. Coming up tomorrow will be Cat Williams inside Fernandel Arena. Great comedy. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, March 24th through the 26th. The Monster Jam at Fernandel Arena in downtown GR, March 28th. The Price is Right live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Um, April 8th, the Soul to Soul Tour at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Tickets also on sale at Ticketmaster.com. April 15th, Jim Gaffigan is one of the funniest guys on the planet. His tour will be inside Van Andel Arena. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. April 11th through the 16th, Broadway Grand Rapids presents My Fair Lady at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. And April 23rd, Bethel Music at DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And here's what's happening at DeVos Place in downtown GR. The Women's Expo is this weekend through Sunday. And the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show is March 24th through the 26th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. We are heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you're out of range or out of town, you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. From yesterday, almost through the Kennesaw State Xavier game, we have had upsets galore. I didn't see what Princeton would do to Arizona, 15-2 game with Princeton winning. With Texas A&M, I had them winning three games in my bracket. Penn State just drilled them. Big Ten, you know, three and two to start. Well, now four and two with Michigan State and their victory, 72-62 over USC. Tom Izzo is pleased. They play defense start to finish. If you're going to win NCAA tournament games, you got to play defense. So the Big Ten, I think, is off to a pretty good start uh, when you look at the tournament. It's not as weak as some said quality depth. So we'll talk about the bracket, more on Michigan State. Dan Dockich from Don't Tweet At Me on OutKick. He'll break down the first two days of the tournament. Update on the Lions. They re-signed a kicker, still looking for a quarterback. Minshew's going to the Colts. Mariota to the Eagles. Who's going to be the Lions backup? It's the only negative. I said it 
right after the Green Bay game. The only negative I have about this franchise right now is that they're one play away from who knows at quarterback. And with what they've acquired, built, and the mojo they have to not have a quality backup right now is ridiculous. Now, could it be that they're going to draft a quarterback at six? Or they're going to grab someone in the second round and they think that could be the backup and you save money? I, uh, that's a big risk. So hopefully uh, we'll stay on top of the Lions wire with Jeff Rizdit and see what happens. I don't know who's left. Carson Wentz as a backup, right? Teddy Bridgewater? Probably. If you look at the two quality veterans who have started NFL games. They just need a backup QB and experience one. No Nate Sudfelds, no Blows, none of that boil garbage. Okay? So we'll get to the Lions, talk some baseball with Dan Elvey, former Tigers front office executive, one of our Tigers insiders. Speaking of the Tigers, how would you like to see both the season opener in Tampa and the home opener in Detroit? It's our home and away promotion courtesy of the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant and Marty Boer in the Michigan Sports Network. 21 and up to enter. You have less than a week uh, to get in on the drawing. Airfare for two, hotel for two, tickets for two to see the Rays and the Tigers. The season opener down in Tampa. And then a week later, two tickets to see the Red Sox and the Tigers. Courtesy of Soren Eagle and the Michigan Sports Network. Quickest way to enter, I have the pin post at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can go enter right now. You can share and retweet with your friends, and good luck. And thanks to our friends from Soren Eagle and the Michigan Sports Network. So Michigan State advances. They'll get the winner, which I assume will be Marquette. But right now in this tournament, in my bracket, I think, Check it on it at thehugeshow.net in the $1,000 Bean Garter Bracket Buster Challenge. Yeah, busted is a better word. Busted bracket. I think we'll roll with that right now. So Marquette is leading Vermont 16-12, about 12 minutes to go in the first half. That's a two fifteen game. State will get that winner on Sunday in Columbus. I think a lot of Spartan fans... Uh, we'll travel there. It should be a great atmosphere like it was today. I saw Gibby uh, in the stands on the TV shot. When I was hanging out, I had the brands on Leonard. Man, I'll tell you what, that six ninety nine steak, burger, and fries special that they have Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. in all brands' locations, it's a huge burger. Ton of fries. What a deal for six ninety nine. So I was there, great crowd on hand, a lot of Michigan State fans, and you have St. Patrick's Day, right? Everybody's, hey, everybody's wearing green. There's a lot of Michigan State fans. No, really? Are you building a rocket? It's St. Patty's Day. I had a buddy text me, hey, man, everywhere I go, nothing but Michigan State fans. I go there wearing green because it's St. Patrick's Day. Hey, I want to play a word game. You want to hook up online? Spell moron. Somebody said that they were at a bar and it was packed with Michigan State fans. And I'm like, would you check the calendar, please? Oh, and nothing says St. Patty's Day like a wind chill of 20. I was telling Superfly about eight years ago, there was a St. Patrick's Day 
where I was hanging out in downtown GR, and it was like 85 degrees. Man, I just want all the global warming people right now to walk out in their underwear in downtown Grand Rapids and tell me how warm you are. I walked into Johnny Brands on Leonard, where I watched the Michigan State game, most of it, and it felt pretty good. Temperature was like around 40. I came out, and I'm thinking, is this a movie set for the Arctic Wild? I'm ready for the warm weather, Superfly. Yeah, global warming. Let's have another global warming climate conference, and everybody flies their private jets into Switzerland. Sure. Okay. Wake up this morning, take your kids to school, and tell me about global warming. The only globe I had warming was the seat heater warming my bottom globe. That's the only globe we had. Let's check the NCAA tournament scoreboard from day number two. Like I said, Michigan State 72 is It's January, February is Red has the same Michigan State hat on. He's had all week. That thing has to be crawling with buddies. 72-62. Spartans advance. We'll play the winner of Marquette and Vermont. That's pretty tight right now. Nearing the 10-minute mark in the first half in Columbus. Marquette 18, Vermont 15. That's the number there. You know what I hate when my mouse doesn't work on the computer and I'm doing a live scoreboard update. Time to toss it. St. Mary's of California up 29-28 on BCU. That's a 5-12 game. They're at the half there. Can't get over Princeton. I had Arizona in the final four. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Texas A&M winning three games. I know you guys want the scores, but I just want to complain about my bracket. Baylor's up 64-52 on Cal Santa Barbara. Beautiful campus there in the mountains. The San Gabriel Carajando Mountains north of L.A. That game was tight earlier, 64-52. About seven minutes to go in that ball game. Look at the Kennesaw. Xavier won 72-67. Kennesaw State out of Georgia, a 14 seed, had the lead with, I think, under a minute to go, if, if not under two minutes. Again, I'm doing a live show and also watching the live board, but Wow. Now, there it is, 72-67. Xavier survives. I have them winning like two games. You know what's great is when someone calls you up and goes, you know what, I picked Princeton. And I picked Farman. And I go, you know what, you're not a friend anymore. Oh, aren't you supposed to be the sports expert? What is it? Because I do a statewide sports show, and I've done it for nearly 32 years, April 15th. Uh, will be my 32nd anniversary. People think I have to be right on every prediction. I have no margin for error. The pressure you're putting on me. Whether it's golf, Stafford, NCAA tournament brackets. The pressure I feel. I can't get everything right. 
my son Legend has a bracket, and he's watching the games on his computer, and he's we're, he's coming in. Oh, you see the finish? God, I can't believe I picked Penn State. I go, really? Dad had Texas A&M winning three. He goes, why? They're overrated. And I'm thinking, hmm, I get paid to talk about sports, and he's a freshman in high school. Oh, Dad, I'm, I knew Princeton would help me out. Really? Why'd you pick Princeton, Legend? Oh, because it's a better education than Arizona? Really? That's how you picked it? I broke it down for seven hours. Analytics. Shooting percentages. On the road. When it's sunny. When it's raining. When it's cloudy. When it's 40 degrees outside. When it's 70 degrees outside. Dad broke it down. And how'd that work out in a 59-55 Princeton win? Yeah, I'm happy. I picked Princeton. I picked Furman. I picked Penn State. You did? You're not getting pizza tonight. Eat a bowl of cereal. Uh, By the way, if you did enter the bean card or huge bracket challenge, you can follow your picks and everybody's picks, mine and Superfly's. You can do that now through the championship game. You can do it all you want to, all right? I do want to update our brackets. Uh, we do got our huge question of the day, or half, if you're an English major. What's the biggest upset you picked on your bracket? That's our Bud Light huge question of the day. Bud Light is served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. So join in one 866 Biggest upset you picked. Not that happened to you, that you picked on your bracket sheet. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. They're a local bank. They're big on trust and relationships, and that's more important than ever when it comes to your bank. Mercantile Bank locations all across the HUGE radio network. Yeah, answer that question. I'm looking at Superfly's bracket. So he still has, I'm looking at his final four. He has Alabama, Michigan State, Houston, and Kansas. So his final four is alive. And his national championship game is Michigan State and Houston. And his national homer championship pick with that oil change, Michigan State hat, whatever it is, the thing moves when he's talking. Looks like a. Like 20 bugs dancing to this song, moving back and forth. Go, Brady. Go, Brady. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> did he pick any upsets? I don't think he really did. No, he's pretty predictable on his picks. Oh, he had Texas A&M winning one. I had him winning three. You picked Houston, you picked Auburn I picked Auburn, that was a good pick You picked Miami You got Indiana You got Iowa State, you picked Xavier Lost Texas A&M Picked Texas, A-Hammer, Colgate Picked Kansas You picked Illinois I picked Arkansas you got St. Mary's, you have UConn, TCU, Gonzaga, Boise State, UCLA on games later today. You won Michigan State. 
You picked Duke. You got Purdue, Florida Atlantic. You lost Arizona. You only had them winning two games, and you have Baylor. This is interesting. You have Baylor winning three games. And Baylor's up right now, 71-54. About two and a half minutes left in that game on Cal Santa Barbara. You lost Virginia. You had them winning a couple. Your bracket's not looking bad. My bracket, lost West Virginia game, lost Virginia. They had them winning two. Had Arizona winning three, or winning two, and losing Alabama in the Elite Eight. I have Duke. I picked Tennessee. They won last night. Michigan State. Oh, look at that Texas A&M. I only had them winning two. I had them beating Texas. I have Iowa State in the Elite Eight. I really didn't pick any major upsets. So, again, you can let me know the biggest upset you picked on your bracket, 1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mike O'Hara, Lions update. Resigned the kicker. Still need a backup quarterback. O'Hara will join us in our next segment. We'll talk Tigers baseball, MLB with Dan Elvey, former Tigers front office executive. Dan Dockich, don't tweet at me from OutKick. We'll break down the first two days of the tournament. Yeah, Baylor's up 19. We'll also talk to Brad Bakita, who's down at the Breslin on the campus of Michigan State University. Girls semifinal action yesterday and today. Tomorrow's championship Saturday. We'll also talk about the boys' regionals. I do want to give some love to Carson Vitz from Grand Rapids South Christian. State champion in football and also one of the best sophomore basketball players in the state of Michigan getting some looks. He went to dunk last night and he came down Superfly. I think it was last night. Broke both of his wrists. Ouch. So he's a good kid. That's a great program. I love Cool and everybody at Grand Rapids South Christian. Bunch of good people there. See them a lot on the golf course, off the golf course, and also they're in the conference with my kids' school, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, so we've had a lot of uh, friendly battles, but good people there at Grand Rapids South Christian. And here's to a speedy recovery for Carson Viss. I will talk boys and girls, especially the championship weekend. I know there's a lot of connections all across the huge show uh, here in Michigan. Brett Bakita, who's one of the high school gurus in the state from our flagship station, 96-1, the game where you can hear all the semifinal, quarterfinal, and championship boys and girls hoops action uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, Bakita will check in from the Breslin coming up later. Supervised Michael Hare next segment or 405? He's next segment. All right, so we'll talk to Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com uh, with an update. Plus, I'm, I'm looking at all these. I'll be honest. When I'm doing the show and the tournament's going on, this happens every year. I get really distracted where I'll forget I'm live. and I'm like, oh, it's coming down. Uh, last shot here. Hold on a second. And I'm looking at a score flashing. So trying to multitask. Uh, we'll keep you posted. We'll do the scoreboard updates a couple 
times an hour. I love it, man. It truly is March Madness. And we'll also talk Lions and free agency next with Mike O'Hara. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. This is Monster Jam! See the legendary Gravedigger and more tear up the dirt with massive stunts, all-out racing, and crazy skills. It's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam! As big as it gets. Coming to Van Andel Arena March 24th through 26th. Brought to you by BKD Tires. You have to see it live, so lock in your seats today at MonsterJam.com. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Get more for your money with Meyer this St. Patrick's Day. Find more favorites like corned beef and crisp cabbage. More to sip like Irish spirits and beer. More sweets like Irish soda bread and cupcakes. More decor to celebrate. And more ways to save with 7 for $7, where you can mix or match over a 1,000 items across the store. You're always in luck with the same low prices in-store and online. Find savings as good as gold this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Spring is here, and that means only one thing for us Tigers fans. Baseball season is upon us, and opening day is just a few weeks away. Hi, this is Matt Shepard, here to tell you about an amazing offer from my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino. Soaring Eagle Casino, in conjunction with the Michigan Sports Network, is going to send one lucky winner and a guest to Tigers opening day. And if that's not enough, Eagle Sports and Casino is going to double down for you. How about two opening days? That's right, opening day home and away. You'll see the Tigers open the season against the Rays in sunny, warm Tampa, Florida, and then you'll be there for the Tigers' home opener in Detroit one week later. Plus, you'll be hosted by my friend Bill Simonson of The Huge Show, and you'll get to meet and greet yours truly. All you need to do is enter and text the word TIGERS to 21000. Enter the word TIGERS and text the number 21000, and you could be on your way to see the Tigers play in both the season and home openers. Opening day, home and away, presented by my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Go get them. Play ball. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. In a moment, Mike O'Hara, five-time winner of the O'Hara Institute's top online writer of the year. From DetroitLions.com will join us. Busy free agent period. It's not over yet. Need that backup quarterback. You got Mariota moving to, to the Eagles. You have Minshew moving to the Colts reportedly. No more Sudfeld Blau 
boil. This team is built to win. This team on paper right now, when you look at all the changes, and I'm just saying NFC, I'm not comparing to the powerhouse AFC. Lions are a top three, top four, minimum top five franchise on paper right now with how they finished, what they did at the end, eight and two, the way golf played last year. They just need that veteran backup QB. And unless it's happened in the last few minutes, I mean, that's what they they do. I think Michael Harry is standing by. Superfly Hayes tells me that he is ready to join us, talk about the Lions free agency. How you doing, Michael? Hello? Hello, you're on the air everywhere. Yeah, yeah huge. I was standing, but I was standing for so long, I finally had to sit down. Okay. <laughs> well, I gave you a good lead in. I talked about the O'Hara Institute's five year in a row writer of the year. What is that? The O'Hara Institute of Toxicology? Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's no. called a drink tank instead of a think tank. Uh, I used to be in that one. That's, uh, that brings back memories, especially on St. Patrick's Day. All right. So I want to uh, go back to memories of the last time. You looked at the Lions organization and the decades you followed the team in Detroit. When ownership, the front office, the coaching, the talent level, uh, the combination of all four has been this good. I, I go back to the Barry era, but even then we wondered, did Wayne underachieve with the team? You had the front office, the ownership issues. I mean, outside of that backup QB, which I've talked about since the season ended, uh, there's not one negative I have about the Lions right now. No, I, I would agree with that. There are always things, you know, when you've got, what, 22 starters on offense and defense and special teams and all that, there are always things that can be better. There really are. But it's it's minimizing those and maximizing what you have that's going to help you win games. And, you know, I think I think this, and I talked to a couple of players about this, asking the question, how different how different is it now starting this off season as it was a year ago? In fact, I think it was Alex Anzalone, if I'm not mistaken, asked him that. And it's it's a completely different feel and a completely different vibe. You know, huge. I think after the first year of Dan Campbell, even though they went three thirteen and one, that's per seventeen game schedule, they had a good feeling coming out of that season. You know, they really did about just just the way things were being put together. But still, it was three and thirteen. You know, and you're looking for good things, and, and and but this year, coming out of last year, entering this year, didn't have to look for good things. They they were there. Uh, now, just keep in mind, they were nine eight nine and eight. They didn't you know knock the world off on a on a one loss record, total one loss record. But what they did the last ten games, and really the way they played in the first first seven, even though they didn't win a lot, of, only won one game, you could really see that this was a team that was developing, that it had talent, that it had players, it had a system, that had a coaching staff. And I think, you know, uh, Sheila Hamp, the, the primary owner of the, of the Detroit Lions, was really, made, her imprint, I think, is now on that franchise in a way that maybe it, it wasn't before under other members of the same Ford family. Not to criticize them, but it's, it's things just happened to have clicked with her. All right, so uh, since that Sunday night win uh, over Green Bay and they kept Rodgers from the playoffs and what looks like his final game in a Packers uniform before they get that deal done with the Jets, uh, this team has been moving forward. They're breaking down uh, potential draft-free agent picks who they're going to re-sign, and now we're getting that action uh, this week. Uh, what do you really like? What surprised you, and 
what still is out there. I know I keep harping on the backup QB, but that's about the only thing I see outside of what they pick up in the draft. Well, I think if you really look at it, uh, the Lions made a, a priority to bring back the players, their own players that are developing and keep them and not let them get away. I know there's, you know, there's one exception to that, and that's you know Jamal Williams, the running back. That you know, really a fan favorite. Look, I like Jamal a lot. I really did. He was fun to talk with, and I, I like the way he played the game. But I don't think the Detroit Lions are, are probably going to miss him. I think getting David Montgomery, uh, you know, the running back from the Chicago Bears. I think I think that's an upgrade for the Lions. I really do. But that's one of the things that struck me is that they have a that they have their way of bringing in the players they want and keeping the players they want, and I think that's important. But if you've got something good going. You've got good, solid players who, you know, play play good ball. They play it the way you want them to play it. Don't let them go out and make their fortune somewhere else. Work work things out so you have an environment and a system that, that wants them to come back. Now, look, if they can triple their income somewhere else, then they've got to go. That's just the way it is. But but that has not been the case, at least if anything, been able to tell to date. Who's going to be that backup quarterback? Are they going to go with a, a rookie they draft somewhere uh, in you know the weekend of the NFL draft? Uh, I mentioned Minshew going to the Colts, Mariota to the Eagles. There's still Teddy Bridgewater or Wentz out there. I really think they could use a veteran who's won some games to be the backup to golf. Your thoughts on the current Lions QB situation beyond golf? Well, this is just my opinion. This is not inside information or anything like that. But this is my my opinion, just from you know watching what's going on now and what's happened in the league in the last three or four centuries that I've been covering the Detroit Lions. Imagine I'm still holding together after all those decades. But I think that's huge. I think you know, look, everybody in the National Football League has access to the contracts that, that, that you know, all the players have on all the teams. And if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm, I, I just I just sort of think that they've probably got their eye on three or four or five quarterbacks who might be, you know, when after the draft or whatever, might be subject to being cut by their teams, and then and you can get them at a lower rate than what you would get them if you wouldn't try to sign them right now. Now, I could be completely wrong on that, but that wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have in mind. Guys who are going to be, you know, June first cuts or, or you know, before the before the draft or right after the draft, depending on what teams get or don't get in in the draft. And I think that'd be a, I think that's a smart way to go. I think it's a look. It's not as good as having the guy, you know, right right this minute, but you can get him at a lower price to do the same job. Uh, well said. That they believe they'll be that veteran quarterback that if he comes in by training camp, uh, he can learn the system. He'll have that training camp and you keep golf healthy and if needed i i haven't thought about that but i i will say it's interesting and also with somebody that gets a young quarterback where they got to move a quarterback uh, off their roster quarterbacks are really the topic of conversation i saw uh, the draft wire jeff risden said that cj stroud has moved to the head of the pack it's going to be interesting speaking of qbs and the value of that six pick and again jalen carter didn't work out well the other day. He is pretty much cleared of any more wrongdoing and leaving the scene of that accident. But there's a chance quarterbacks could go in the first four picks, depending on if somebody wants to jump up and trade with an Arizona or Seattle who have three and five in front of the Lions. Yeah, you know, and listen, Jalen Carter has taken a lot of feet in the last couple of weeks. And, and 
You can say rightfully so, wrongfully so, whatever, but he has, and it's not for no reason. It really is. Now, has he done anything horribly criminal? No, he's exercised bad judgment. Look, if every college senior who's you know, out at, look after winning two you know back-to-back national championships went out and celebrated and, and drove too fast, they wouldn't have any kids playing football. It's just the way, the way it is. But I think this, if whatever issues he's had, they're not in the greatest shape for his pro day and all that, but his talent level is undeniable. And if you're a team that is in a position to draft him, and say that the Lions are at number six, and look, he's he's been rated by a lot of good analysts, people you know, that I, that, whose, whose stuff I follow regularly and respect their opinions, He's rated as the top-rated athlete in this draft. He really is. But the quarterbacks will go ahead of him, and 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 pass rusher from uh, 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 from another play will go ahead of him. But he might be there at six, and you just say, "Nah, we don't want him." Or how about this? You 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 draft him, sign him, and he's yours, and you resurrect him, and you look, you lead you lead the way with him. You say, "Look, kid." This is the way you can be rich, famous, and have a great life. Just tone it down, whatever. And you know what? It might might be the smartest thing you ever did, and it might be the best thing that ever happened to him in his life. That's just to me. Maybe that's you know pie in the sky thinking that you can you know he can help anybody and everybody. But I think that if he's as good as people say he is, and he seems to be, I think it's worth a shot. Now he might be gone too before that. Could be the third pick in the draft, fourth pick in the draft. But if he's there, I'd think long and hard. I'd have that, that plan. I mean, they will. They'll, whatever they do, they'll have their plan. But I'd make sure that I didn't just say, nah, we're not taking him. Michael com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Lions off-season free agency upcoming uh, draft. Yeah, it, you get Will Anderson out of Alabama. You got Carter. You yep. got those four quarterbacks. So the question is, the Lions are picking six. If if all those quarterbacks are coveted in the top six, uh, they're going to have options at six now, especially after signing Sutton and Mosley. You have two corners. You have 18. What will be interesting as we're sitting here talking about a backup quarterback, that if, if there's a quarterback sitting there and someone doesn't trade up with Arizona or Seattle and they both don't need quarterbacks, say they just gave – Geno Smith, a good deal. They re-signed Drew Locke. I doubt they're going to draft a quarterback at five. And there is one of those four quarterbacks sitting there. Would the Lions use that bonus pick from the Rams for their quarterback of the future? Well, let me give you two answers, okay? It's not what I would do, number one. It's, it's absolutely not what I would do. But I'm not sure that they. I'm not sure if they will or they won't. It wouldn't shock me if they if they drafted a quarterback. It would surprise me, but you know, it wouldn't just floor me though that if if they did. But I'd I'd be I'd be more surprised if they did than I would be if they didn't. It's not what I would do, but I could understand the value of doing it. Well, and I, I'm looking at the value of okay down the road picks. I don't think they need them right sure. now. They need picks that can help them win. And if Will Anderson or Carter. Are there? That's a no-brainer. You take one of those two, either, either hands one, down. Either one, yeah, either one. And you know, you'd probably rather, you know, you'd probably rather have Willie Anderson, you know, and doesn't have quite the you know, issues with him than you have with with Carter. But like I said, and what I said about Carter, you know, if you're sort of resurrecting him, and you know, he's he's your guy now, and you develop him as a you know as a young athlete and a and a young man going forward in his life. You really got something. You really do. And I don't think he or his family or whatever would forget would you know forget what, what you've done for him at a young age. 
Uh, speaking of not forgetting, before we go, uh, they re-signed Badgley as their kicker, so that's a solid move where at least you know what you have going into the season. Yeah, you do. You have him, but look, they always bring in extra kickers in, in, in training camp and the off-season program, and who knows, maybe who they bring in might be better than him. You, you, you know, and, but it's it's great to have him, and if they beat if, if they bring in another quarterback and he beats them out, so much the better. You know, that's but they started with a pretty good pretty good kicker to begin with, like he had with Robbie Patterson a year ago, and look what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. But Bagley, I think, got better as the season went on, made a couple of big kicks for the Lions, and I think they can do a lot worse than him. His name is Mike O'Hara. His business, <laughs> following the Lions, and the NFL for DetroitLions.com. Michael, uh, from your days in print, uh, online with Lions.com, radio, TV shots you've done, uh, just tell me in your lifelong coverage of the Lions. When you look at ownership, front office, coaching staff, acquisition of talent, where they sit going into this draft, how they finished last year, uh, the Lions have put it all together. I'm telling you, they get the backup quarterback, whether it's you know now or after the release dates and after the draft. Uh, they are doing things, and this offseason is unlike any offseason I've ever experienced where there are, there are a few things to complain about, and that, that's pretty crazy when it comes to Lions. Well, there's always something to complain about. Just turn on talk radio. <laughs> oh, will you making fun of our show now? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, oh but, but, but no, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm going to get, get off the ledge, okay? Um, I just I think this, they're in a good position right now, and I think what you go back to 19, the teams from 1991 to 1997 and, and 99 when they made the you know playoffs six times in nine years and won I think three division titles and so on. That was the best run they've had in all the years I've covered the Detroit Lions. And it started it started really before they drafted Barry in 1989, but it extended through his you know his ten years there and a bunch of others with Chris Spielman and you know Lomas Brown and then go through the list of Pro Bowlers and All Pros that they had. Closest thing they've had since then to it was was what ten years ago in the first season under Jim Caldwell when they you know made the playoffs they were eleven and five and really really had the, the really had the Cowboys beaten for a couple of bad calls but this, couple but this they have a chance to be what they were you know with the 20, 2014 team I really believe that uh, quarterback development is right there I think they're going to be good they need one or two more players to really you know. You know, it would be nice to have an endemic and sue in the middle of your defensive line, but they don't have that, but I think they're good enough. I, I think this is really a team that's been built for the long haul already. Look at all those young guys they've got right oh, now. Oh, I know, dude. Frank I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm telling you. I did see a, a CowboysRefs.com that they're bringing back that refing crew and giving them <laughs> ceremonial cowboy hats for the nine-year anniversary coming up. So that's pretty cool what they're doing. Well, that's, that's good. And, and just one other thing, too. They don't have any bad contracts right now. None. None of those it's guys. almost perfect. Michael, they, yeah. get a, they get a veteran backup QB. I don't care if it's now or if it's in May or June or uh, mid-June. They just get a backup QB. And and they can't screw up this draft. There's going to be best available at six. There's going to be best available at 18. And that could go anywhere from edge rusher to a Quentin Johnson, a TCU as a big receiver. There's even talk now that there wasn't a market for DJ. He could be back at wide receiver, which then takes away uh, a draft weekend need. Uh, there, you know, and you look at the upgrade with Montgomery, nothing. Uh, Jamal saying he, you know, 
He, they, he was embarrassed by the offer, whatever. I don't want to hear any drama uh, post-Jamal. Good luck in New Orleans, but I'm telling you, Montgomery is an upgrade on Jamal Williams. No, I would I would agree with that. Uh, you know, if you look at his record and add it up, he averaged about eleven hundred yards from the scrimmage for four years in uh, in Chicago, and, he and he's still cool. young. He's only like twenty. He's going to be twenty six. Right, he doesn't have a lot of you know not wear and tear, and you know, he's only missed six games. He's been a good good player for the Bears. Good receiver out of the backfield, not the fastest guy, but he has a knack for missing you know for missing tackles and and getting yards after the first hit and all that. And, and, one thing he talked about, he said, playing behind that offensive line with three pro bowlers, he said they have, they, have, they have high expectations, and I have high expectations for myself. I think Montgomery could be in uh, the running for league MVP behind that line, but we'll wait and see. they got to play the games. <laughs> Mike, stop laughing at me. I do a talk show. I'm, I'm not a comedian. Did you take a break, St. Patrick's Day break before? Oh, I'm totally um, (laughs) lit up on Green Bud Light. That's why, you know, Lions are winning the Super Bowl in the next five years. They're going to two Super Bowls. Uh, Montgomery will be MVP. Lions are probably going to be 13-4 and uh, this fall. Home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they're going to the Super Bowl, and they'll take on Burrow and the Bengals, or maybe it'll be Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Mike, I got to get to a network timeout and also I got to get to some more green Bud Light, okay? <laughs> Enjoy it, pal. All right, thank you, my man. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. We'll have an NCAA tournament scoreboard next. Michigan State did win today, 72 62. Also, Brett Bakita from our flagship station, 96 won the game. One of the state's top high school girls would join us. From the Breslin, we'll talk about the girls' championship weekend and boys' regionals and more. Superfly Hayes doing a stellar job producing this broadcast. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Communities 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With the shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Short segment with a busy hour number one. Brett Bikita will join us from the Breslin Championship Weekend 
four girls high school basketball teams. He'll give you the latest scores, updates. Also, he'll talk about some of the boys' regional slash quarterfinal action. We will see. We'll have a scoreboard update. No major upsets brewing right now. Michigan State did win this afternoon, 72-62. Dan Elvey will check in. Former Tigers front office executive will get his thoughts on the Tigers' upcoming season. And Dan Dockage from Don't Tweet At Me from OutKick on the first two days of the NCAA tournament. It's been amazing. We always think it's going to be predictable, and every year it over-delivers. That's why it's... The greatest thing in sports, maybe this side of the Super Bowl. You want to join in with 866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. And remember, if you miss any interview, any huge opinion, any hour, any podcast, just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Fidel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's the schedule. I'm not coming up tomorrow. We'll be Kat Williams inside Fernando Arena. Great comedy. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, March 24th through the 26th. The Monster Jam at Fernando Arena in downtown GR. March 28th, The Price is Right live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. April 8th, The Soul to Soul Tour at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Tickets also on sale at Ticketmaster.com. April 15th, Jim Gaffigan is one of the funniest guys on the planet. His tour will be inside Van Andel Arena. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. April 11th through the 16th, Broadway Grand Rapids presents My Fair Lady at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. And April 23rd, Bethel Music at DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And here's what's happening at DeVos Place in downtown GR. The Women's Expo is this weekend through Sunday. And the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show is March 24th through the 26th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? I hope you enjoyed going backstage on the show at a live mic. I'm getting Brett McKeita up from the Breslin, where it's championship weekend for high school girls basketball with the Michigan High School Athletic Association at the Breslin. So John Elk, who's a great producer for our flagship station, 96 won the game. He's awesome. He set up my board to be able to communicate with Brett Courtside at the Breslin, where Rockford... Uh, just one. 
and my mic was hot. Luckily, I came this close to using words that probably aren't on the MHSAA accepted list. John Ilk just departed. He saw it unfolding. He went like sideways, like a South Park character, right out the door. Brett leaves, and he goes, live, Mike. And I'm thinking, what I say? Well, first off, I didn't say anything about Brett. I didn't say anything about John Ilk, and I didn't say anything about Brett Bikita. And I didn't swear. Hey, you know what? Can't be perfect all the time. Let's go check in uh, with Brett Bikita. He's with our flagship station, sister station, Wood, uh, AM and FM in Grand Rapids, and also the high school guru, one of the best in the state with Hutt from Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. He follows high school football, basketball on 96-1 the game. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Billy. And of those three, I'm glad you didn't say anything bad about me because, you know, I was worried about that. <laughs> so the funniest thing, Brett, was we're, you know, we're doing this on the fly because you just got done calling the game we'll talk about with Rockford in the semis. And John Ilk's helping. Brett comes in, starts pushing buttons. I'm standing here looking like it's a 747 with the foam runway, and are we going to land it? And my mic's on, and Brett's, like, pointing. And I'm like, what are you pointing at? And he's, like, pointing, and then John Ilk didn't say a word. Move sideways like Kenny and South Park right out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but we're live. Hey, I've, I've never been a part of anything like that, right, Bill, before? No. I've never had any mix-ups. I, I was telling Superfly, <laughs> it might be the first time we've had a hot mic since we came on 96.1 in August, our flagship station in Grand Rapids in August, uh, what, a year and a half ago. But we're okay, man. It's I was listening to your call there's something special when you get the girls' teams to the Breslin this weekend, the boys next weekend. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, Rockford, uh, local flavor there, West Michigan, West Catholic, later tonight out of GR. But let's talk about Rockford's win. Well, I tell you what, it's also special, as you know, Billy. It's my alma mater. And so the Orange and Black Nation was here today, as they were last year when they got to this point, and then they lost to West Bloomfield. And, you know, this was the step that's never been done in school history for girls basketball, get to a state championship game. The boys have been here twice. Uh, I've been there to call games. They won it once, and they lost once, and the girls haven't done it. So kudos to Brad Wilson and his staff. They get it done today, 65-42 over an unbelievable Detroit Renaissance team. And the story here was the efficiency and just great start for Rockford. They jump out, Bill, 24-7 to on Detroit Renaissance in that opening quarter. And then Detroit Renaissance kind of clawed back in. It was a 13-point game at the half. They got it down to as small as five for the lead. Rockford takes a timeout, and you're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. Renaissance, who had a tough shooting first half, started to heat up a little bit. But Rockford stayed true, spread the floor. They've got four Potential college basketball players in their starting five at all different levels from freshmen to seniors didn't phase them, and they go on to win it going away 65-42, and they now get the rematch they were looking for, Bill. Not only their first state championship game, but guess who they're facing? West Bloomfield, who beat them in a great semifinal a year ago, 66-63. The Lakers went on to win the state championship last year in Division One, so it's going to be a great final tomorrow. I invite everyone to tune in. Valley Sports Detroit will have the coverage it's a 12-15 tip. We'll be on the air here on 96-1, the game at noon. But kudos to Rockford and Grace Lyons led them. Just a junior committed a couple weeks ago to Ferris State with 23 points on the afternoon. Well, I know 
Grace. I've known her since she was born, and I know Mitch and his wife. Uh, very proud, happy. Uh, I'm telling you, Ferris got a steal. I, I, I still think uh, she has D1 potential, and she's really improved on taking the ball to the rack, not just being a spot-up shooter. And Rockford, they work hard. They, they put an offseason in, and it will be great tomorrow at the Breslin, also where Mitch played football at Michigan State. So that's awesome. Uh, local flavor on the west side of the state, uh, Grand Rapids West Catholic versus Lansing Catholic tonight. So that's kind of a huge network uh, battle there. 7.30 p.m. at the Breslin. The next semifinal up will be at 5.30 with Frankenmuth for our listeners on Sports Extra 13.30 and Goodrich, which is an annual powerhouse in both boys and girls hoops. Yeah, and it's going to be a great game, I think, with Lansing Catholic Central and West Catholic. But how about the pedigree of all four teams? Because like you mentioned, I know they can hear us over in Frankenmuth, good football school, outstanding in girls basketball in Goodrich. Do you know that all four of those teams have won at least one state championship in school history since 1990? So you're going to see some fantastic programs on display this evening. If you're lucky enough to come down here, if you're listening to the Lansing area, you know, get a ticket. 5.30 that first game, and then our game will tip on off at 7.30 live here on 96.1 The Game. And just to give a little perspective as far as how good the basketball is in West Michigan for your Grand Rapids listeners too, West Catholic and Rockford, when you count Rockford's win today, are a combined bill 53-1. and The only loss is because they had to play each other at the Cornerstone Tournament around Christmas, and West Catholic beat Rockford in that game. So that's it. And Rockford has punched their ticket. West Catholic trying to do the same coming up. And it's going to be a lot of fun. They are led by their Miss Basketball finalist, uh, a finalist in Cadence Dykstra. She has a younger sister, Alicia Dykstra. But she finished second to Macy Brown of East Grand Rapids. And I tell you, she is the fireball senior leader that you want, much like Alyssa Wypich is for Rockford. And they get after it. Full court press. You've seen them play, I know, transition basketball. And they're just physically tough. And well coached by Coach Jill Van there, Andy. She has college background. She's been an assistant at CMU. Uh, she was a player at Lake Superior State, played at West Catholic, so she's coaching her alma mater. And I tell you, they've had an unbelievable run. With their win in the quarterfinal on Tuesday night, they're like 85-4 and four over the last four seasons. And the reason they don't have probably a state championship to their credit in that four seasons is because of COVID. And they also had you know situations where they didn't get to finish the season. Brett Bikini's with our flagship station, 96 won the game, joining us courtside at the Breslin, where Rockford uh, hammered Detroit Renaissance 65 42. They're in the state championship game tomorrow, Division I against West Bloomfield. I mentioned Frankenmuth and Goodrich at 5 30 at the Breslin, Grand Rapids West Catholic and Lansing Catholic at 7 30. Uh, Division Three, you have your championship game tomorrow, Blissfield and Hemlock. And Division Four, the championship game at the Breslin will be Baraga and Glen Lake. So there you go. What a huge weekend for the schools, for the teams, for the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the coaches, the refs, and also for 96-1, the game, our flagship station. And before I let you go, Brett, next weekend uh, you may be down there again uh, with some of the boys' teams from the West Michigan area. How are some of those quarterfinal matchups uh, shaken out here on the west side of the state? Well, I tell you, I think the two top teams, 
maybe in the division of the state now, arguably, because Division One is loaded. I mean, you got Orchard Lake St. Mary's that won the other night. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But as far as West Michigan is concerned, I really like Keith Guy and the Muskegon Big Reds. I saw them for the first time in person in the districts last week, Bill, and they were, or two weeks ago, I should say now, they were tremendous. Uh, the Big Reds are led by, you know, backcourt of Anthony Sidnor III and Jordan Briggs. They're both going to be GLIAC players next year. They've got a freshman in James Martin. Keep an eye on him for Mr. Basketball when he rolls around in three years. Very talented. And they've got size, athleticism, and they're making comparisons out in Muskegon to the year they won it with Deshaun Thrower, those guys, back in 2014. That's how good this team is. So I like them in a quarterfinal. They'll play at Caledonia High School uh, in the Grand Rapids area against East Lansing coming up 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. But I think the Big Reds can get here. And then also South Christian. Now, for people who don't know, in their victory in the regional finals on Wednesday night, their star sophomore, Carson Viss, went up, got undercut a little bit, and fell awkwardly, broke both of his mm. wrists. He is done for the season. So a big loss for South Christian. But they're so good, I remember coming off the football title, that what they have in the other players, I still think they can get here and have a chance to win it all. They're that good. Led by Jake DeHaan, their quarterback, a fantastic player. Uh, Jake Vermas was a wide receiver. They combined for 52 the other night. Their win over Hamilton in the regional final. So they go up against Unity Christian, who I called that game on Wednesday night at home, upset, I think, a little bit in my mind. Grand Rapids Christian in a great game, 58-56. They're red hot. And the story about Unity Christian, Bill, they were 7-8, and eight, 15 games in. Think about that, 7-8. and eight. I talked to their legendary head coach, Scott Sosma. I said, what's the deal with this team? He said, you know, we just kind of clicked about a month ago. We've been playing great basketball. And ever since that point, they haven't lost. I mean, they knocked out Grand Rapids Catholic Central. You know how good the Cougars are in the districts. Now they've knocked off Grand Rapids Christian to win a regional championship. And Unity Christian will take on South Christian in an unbelievable Division II quarterfinal. And they've had to move that to Calvin University's Van Nord Arena because South Christian was supposed to host it. You can't host, when you get to the quarterfinals level, your own game at home. So they had to move that to a neutral site, but that's going to be a good one to watch in Division 2 to see who gets to the Breslin Center. And we'll go through all the teams across the state and the huge network who are alive on the boys' side in the quarterfinals in a moment. Brett Bikita joining us courtside. Michigan High School Athletic Association officials led by Mark Yule and the security team are ready to throw Bikita out of the building if he's not out within two minutes. <laughs> Well, the good thing is, Bill, I said huge show, and they said you can stay as long as you want. No, usually you say huge show, uh, you hear the click, <laughs> the lock. <laughs> hey, Brett, good stuff, man. I heard no, you, uh, I was driving in, getting ready to do the huge show, and, and the call on 96.1, man, when it's the road to the Breslin, when it's high school playoff action, and especially the way you've added girls basketball to the rotation, the equal rotation with boys basketball, well-deserved with the elevation of the girls game, both in West Michigan and across this state. Well done, Brett. Hey, appreciate it, Bill. I know you become a big high school fan. Your kids are going through and stuff. And thank you for your support for everything with all the sports in the MHSA. I think it's great to hear Mark Ewell talk about rule changes and everything on your show. So thank you, buddy. Yeah, I just looked at MHSA.TV. They're showing Brett Bikita getting pulled like with a big cane off stage there <laughs> at the Breslin. Well done, Brett. We'll talk to you, my man. All right, see you, Bill. Yeah, there's Brett Bikita checking in from the Breslin. That was pretty smooth the way we got into that interview, Brett. That was the live open mic. John Ilk still, who was a great radio producer, nowhere to be seen. 
that guy got out because he thought I'm going to lose it, right? He's like, did the little Kenny shuffle right out the door. I turn around, I'm like, John? John? Because I was looking for somebody to blame. Because you know what happens. It's an open mic, which I click, and I'm looking. <laughs> Brett got out, John got out, because I'm ready to blame somebody. I'm going to blame you for me turning on the open mic. That's how we roll on the huge show. That's how, that's, that's how we do it. We just roll that way. I love it. Well done, Brett. We'll get to the NCAA tournament update. I did want to go through the boys' quarterfinal action with some teams, coaches, players, and parents who listen all across Michigan. Uh, Ann Arbor, Heron. Heron. <laughs> Arbor Huron? Oh my, am I, am I going on Pearl Jam tour? Ann Arbor Huron. Oh my God, I can't. That open mic there, and John Ilk sneaking out is one of the funniest things ever. Ann Arbor Huron and Detroit Cast Tech in Division One. Grand Blank for our listeners on Sports Extra 1330 out of Flint and Genesee County. Rochester Adams. These quarterfinals are next Tuesday. Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Warren V. LaSalle, if you're listening on the Roar in Detroit. And you just heard Bikita talk about Muskegon taking on East Lansing in a quarterfinal. Again, for our listeners on the game, 730 a.m. in Lansing. Where you hear the huge show weeknights, tape delayed 6 until 9 p.m. And also in the Muskegon area, for those listening on 96.1 The Game. I love it, man. High school sports, how we just flow right into the live interview at the Breslin. Pulling up buttons we've never touched on this board. And, you know, I, I, it's like May Day, air disasters you watch on TV. What's this button? I'm just going to hit it. I'm a guy. Uh, Division 2. Brett mentioned Hudsonville Unity Christian and Grand Rapids South Christian in a boys quarterfinal next Tuesday. Cadillac for our listeners on 93.7 FM. Cadillac to Traverse City taking on Saginaw. Wow, that will be an interesting quarterfinal. We have a ton of listeners in Saginaw. 100.9 FM. Ferndale and Goodrich. For the east side of the state listeners and Chelsea and Romulus Summit Academy. That is your D2 quarterfinal matchup on the boys' side. We're knocking this out of the park right now. John Hill is on the back of milk boxes right now. He's missing. He might have quit. It's just I, I can't work around that side. He's the one that opened up the live mic. He blamed the custodian who was changing toilet paper in the bathroom. He distracted me. A Division Three quarterfinals on the boys' side next Tuesday. Flint Beecher for those listening on Sports Extra 1330. And Detroit Loyola Langsburg in the Lansing area for our listeners on the game 730 a.m. and e-course in a boys' quarterfinal. St. Ignis. If you're listening on 104.7 and AM 1340, the ticket, Charlevoix Petoskey to the bridge. They'll play Traverse City, St. Francis, and Poama, Westphalia. I think on the fringe of 96-1 and also the game 730 AM, you got a boys quarterfinal Tuesday against Niles Brandywine. And in Division 4, the quarterfinals on the boys' side. 
Haynesdale Jeffers. I have no idea where that place is at. And Munising, that's in the Upper Peninsula. Taylor Trillium Academy and Marine City Cardinal. Frankfurt and Hillman. And Wyoming Tri-Unity Christian for our listeners on 96.1 The Game. And Kalamazoo Phoenix in a quarterfinal on the D4 side coming up on Tuesday. And all those winners will advance to the Breslin and the boys' semifinals next week. you got girls' semifinals tonight, girls' championship games tomorrow. You can watch it on Valley Sports Detroit. The semifinals tonight you can also watch on MHSAA.tv. And all these quarterfinals as well, MHSAA.tv. Well done. That was a good high school update outside of John Ilk and Brett Hayes allowing me to push the open mic button. And then the two guys who are awesome with all the buttons, I blame them. You know, John Ilk probably walked out of here and went and talked to Dave Taft from iHeartWest Michigan and said, I can see how that guy fired nine producers in Tulsa in one year. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Uh, Let's get an NCAA tournament update. You want to do that? Superfly, we're on a roll right now. Why not just keep the jelly on the roll? I don't know how many awards we're going to win because of this. 20-minute segment. I'll go with zero. (laughs) Creighton leading NC State. That's a 6-11 game. 17-12. Eight minutes ago in the first half, Baylor beat Cal Santa Barbara 74-56. That was the 3-14 game. Iowa State trailing Pitt 26-15. That's an 11 seed. Great. I have Iowa State in the Final Four. Why not? We may not even get to the end of two shows on Thursday and Friday of my bracket in the Bean Garter Bracket Buster Challenge may be totally nuked. Iowa State down nine, five minutes to go in the first half. Xavier came back. Kennesaw State, a tough 14 seed. Xavier, a three seed. They pull away at the end and hold on 72-67. Is that final? Marquette leading Vermont by eight. So Michigan State won 72-62 earlier in Columbus, Ohio. They await the winner of Marquette and Vermont. 51-43, about 13 minutes remaining in that game. State will get that winner on Sunday in Buckeye Land. Did I miss any other finals? I probably did, but I don't care. Because I'm distraught that we had this huge live setup with Bikita courtside at the Breslin. And I had a hot mic. I'm just really glad I didn't swear. I didn't talk about people like I normally do when the mic's not on. (laughs) St. Mary's uh, a final. That's a 5-12 game. 63-51 over VCU. That's a final from earlier this afternoon on the bracket. Remember, if you entered our $1,000 Bean Garter Bracket Challenge, you can follow your brackets through the championship game at thehugeshow.net. You can log in even if you're not in the contest and see how my bracket is doing, how Superfly Hayes and his bracket is doing. 
It'd be nice if Vermont could come back. They're only down eight with 13 minutes to go. And Michigan State, though, I like them against Marquette. I'll say this. If they play the way they did today with that defense and Izzo's coaching, they'll beat Marquette to get to the Sweet 16. Dan Dockich will join us in about 40 minutes from Don't Tweet at Me. I'll kick his thoughts on the first two days of the NCAA tournament. Dan Elvey in our next segment uh, will join us. Former Tigers front office executive will talk Tigers spring training. Baseball. Superfly, I'm really proud of what you did, man. That was awesome. Thank you. I, you and John Ilk, who's a local producer, award-winning producer for I Heart West Michigan. I, I didn't lose it. I was close, but we had to go live on air before I could do a five-minute rant on blaming the two of you for me turning on the hot mic. We'll be okay. I'll get over it. Give me, give me a week or two. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. This is Monster Jam! See the legendary Gravedigger and more tear up the dirt with massive stunts, all-out racing, and crazy skills. It's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam! As big as it gets. Coming to Van Andel Arena March 24th through 26th. Brought to you by Big 80 Tires. You have to see it live. So lock in your seats today at MonsterJam.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news Press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. At Meyer, you get more for your money every time you shop. Like right now, when you mix or match more than a thousand items across the store, you'll pay just one dollar each when you buy seven on items like extra large avocados, Campbell's condensed soup, Nor pasta and rice sides, and Body Armor Super Drink. Get them all for just one dollar when you buy seven or more. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices whether you shop in store, pick up, or have it delivered right to your door. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but this and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. And on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to Monster Jam. 
listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Friday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. In a moment, Dan Elvey, former Detroit Tigers front office executive, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Tigers, spring training, everything connected to the Tigers, America League Central. Uh, update on the Marquette-Vermont game. Marquette just pulled away with a huge run. They're now up 66-46. With about nine minutes to go in Columbus. So Michigan State, a 72-62 winner over USC earlier. Great defense from the Spartans. Some of the best team defense I've seen all year. Maybe similar to the Michigan game at the Breslin. They'll take on Marquette, the two seed, on Sunday. Game time to be announced. That would be a big one. I could see that being one of those last games of the day in Columbus. And the Spartan Nation, I think, will flock to Columbus with a short drive. Scoreboard update happening again here within 20 minutes. Dan Dockage from Don't Tweet At Me. Outkick on the first two days of the tournament. More on the Lions free agency. Right now, let's go talk about the Tigers. Spring training continues down in Lakeland. They'll open up the regular season in Tampa. If you want to get in on that home and away opener prize package, courtesy of the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, and the Michigan Sports Network, go to at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You'll see the pin post, and you could win a trip for two down to see the Tigers opening day in Tampa and tickets for opening day in Detroit. Just go to at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and you'll see the pin post, 21 and up, easy to enter. Let's welcome in Dan Elvey, former Tigers front office executive, one of our Tigers MLB insiders. How you doing, my man? I'm doing very well, Bill. Opening day, two weeks. Yeah, and this weather is supposed to be twenty nine tomorrow in Michigan. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the warm weather. When, when does that happen? By April? Well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. It's really chilly out there today. Uh, your thoughts on the Tigers? Because a year ago there was real optimism from the fan base, and maybe it was over expectations that this team would improve off of what they did in two thousand and twenty one. Instead, they took a step back, and now you have a new president. You have cleaned house in the front office, scouting department, uh, your instructors. So is this a re-rebuild? How would you describe what's going on with the Tigers right now? Yeah, I, I think you're right on there, Bill. I think there's going to be a bit of a step back, unfortunately, here, as they have a new administration uh, with, new, with a new plan. Uh, I think uh, this year you're not going to see much of, of a gain in the standings. Uh, they lost 96 games uh, last year. I don't think they're going to be uh, better than 90 losses this year, frankly, because I think uh, there's going to be a new plan put in place, frankly, and uh, uh, I think that's going to take a little, a year or two to, to, to cement in, and so I don't think you're going to see much progress uh, win-loss-wise this year for the Tigers. So what gives you optimism right now with this franchise and this new regime and maybe that could be a surprise this year because last year, the over-expectations. Uh, this year, not a lot of expectations. But what's on your radar, Dan, that you're curious about this Tigers roster? 
Well, Bill, the, the you know the plan really in, in the final analysis doesn't change a whole lot. This, this is not the, the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers. They can't spend money on free agents and win. But what the Tigers have to do is they have to win by you know drafting well and, and developing players through their minor league system. And ever since 2013, they really have had problems doing that. And, and that's the reason why in the last uh, seven, eight, nine years, uh, they haven't really shown a whole lot of progress. Uh, and then they go ahead and they sign free agents like Javier Baez, who's so far been a complete bust. And also they have not drafted well. That's why players like Torkelson have not done well. And you've got to have... Uh, Better drafts than that. Uh, when you when you draft uh, players, your number one draft picks have to uh, be make an impact for you to be able to compete. And the Tigers have struggled with that in recent years. Alex Fiedel is another one. He's been injured, but he's the number one pick. Your number one picks when you're a team like the Tigers who can't sign the high-priced free agents. When you go ahead and, and have to build through the draft. Your number one picks have to do something for you. Remember Derek Hill, a number, another number one pick, no longer with the ball club. Jacob Turner, another number one pick, no longer with the ballpark, the ball club. Excuse me. When you miss with your number one picks, like the Tigers have in the last seven, eight years, you tend not to uh, advance too high in the standings, and that's been the problem for the club in recent years. Dan Elvey, former Detroit Tigers front office executive, one of our Tigers insiders, talking baseball on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. So when I talk about this re-rebuild, uh, are we looking at, you know, it used to be 2023 was the target year, and that was three years ago. Uh, where are we at on when you think the Tigers are contending for, whether it's a wild card spot or the AL Central, how far away? Well, I think it's going to be at least two years. I mean, uh, you know, another example of this is uh, is Torkelson, Spencer Torkelson, another very high pick uh, guy who hit, uh, you know, hit two oh three last year. I mean, you you can't spend that kind of a, uh, money on a draft pick that's that high and have him bust out like that. We'll see. I think the Tigers go as Torkelson goes. If he rebounds and has a good year this year, I think. Uh, uh, you know, they'll be in the money, so to speak. But I think it's going to be at least two years before the Tigers make any meaningful progress towards a possible playoff spot. And this will be a big year to see if the new hierarchy, the new, the new regime, so to speak, if they can get their hands around the problems and, and get this team pointed in the right direction. The Tigers actually had a decent pitching staff. They were middle in the pack in, in Team ERA last year. The problem last year is, and still remains to be offensively, this is a team that finished dead last in runs scored, dead last in all of major leagues in, in home runs. They don't hit well. Average-wise, they don't hit well for home runs. They have to get better offensively to start the, the move at all in the standings. Yeah, you know, one thing I've heard about the the launch swing and how a lot of these young hitters were messed up last year, Green, uh, Torkelson, that uh, the fresh faces, which was necessary 
not only front office with Harris in as president, but uh, the scouts, the minor league philosophy, uh, a quick change there could lead to a quicker than expected turnaround. Well, you know, they, they've made massive changes throughout their whole system, uh, and, and that's part of the reason why they did it, Bill, as you pointed out. Uh, nothing was going right for them. They, they, they weren't winning in the minor leagues either. Um, uh, even the, the, the local West Michigan Whitecaps uh, have been struggling in the last couple of years. And they, they, in addition, you know, they moved in the fences uh, down at Comerica Park uh, to try to add another element to getting better here. Um, so they, they are trying to make the right moves. But uh, my goodness, uh, again, the, the offensively, this team last year was just absolutely terrible. And uh, now you have a situation where they gave up on Candelaria at third base this team has no third baseman whatsoever at the present time. It's a, it's an open field as to who's going to be with this team at third base uh, on March 30th. So uh, you, you look at shortstop, Baez has been a disaster. Second base, scope hit under 210. Uh, first base, Torkelson, under 210. Uh, catcher, uh, it's either Rogers or Hassey. Neither one of them did a whole lot of a whole lot offensively. In fact, Rogers was out all last year with an injury. So offensively, this team is is hardly better than a AAA minor league club at this point. Um, they made a good trade with the Phillies. That will help. Uh, Austin Me- uh, Meadows will be back in the outfield. And uh, in left field, I don't know what they're going to do there. They may move Miguel Cabrera in as, as, as a first baseman. And maybe um, uh, have the the guy from the Phillies, Veerling, play left field, or Kerry Carpenter, who hit well for the Tigers somewhat last year, move out to left field, or even Hassey, if they have Rogers catch, move Hassey to left field. But they got a gaping hole on the outfield too. This is a very poor offensive team that needs to be revamped to have any chance at all to get some more wins. Dan Elvey, uh, former Tigers front office executive, talking the truth when it comes uh, to the Tigers. You know what's interesting, Dan, before I let you go, uh, your final thought on this, that they've gone from the talk of baseball with the best farm system in America to now one of the worst farm systems. So how does that change if you have the same guys? Is it because they're not producing at the big league level, uh, that their skills have diminished? How, How do you go from having the best and still have some of the same guys, but one of the worst. How does that work? Well, it's it's important, as I mentioned, Bill, that uh, you know this this is a, a mid level uh, baseball club as far as getting talent, and they they have to win by by getting good uh, picks in the draft, and they have to win by developing those those picks in a, in a good minor league system. Boy, I wish we were like the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Dodgers. Or the Mets, where you can just buy your talent and 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 you win every year or just about every year. The Tigers just don't have that that luxury. They they have to draft uh, uh, players. They have to develop them in their minor league system, and they and they have to hope that they all come together uh, at the same time to be a, a good uh, major league team. Look at the 1984 Tigers, for instance. That's where it all came together. They had Lance Parrish. 
They had, uh, you know, Jack Morris and Dan Petrie. They had Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker. Uh, they had Kirk Gibson. All those guys were drafts and acquired by the Tigers, and they all came to Gallup talent-wise in 1984 to win the World Series. That's how the Tigers, that's the only way the Tigers can go ahead and win. They have to draft well, develop well, and then you throw in a few free agents to fill in the gaps. You know, like a Daryl Evans, for instance, or a Larry Herndon, or a Chet Lemon. You know, that's how the 84 Tigers won it, and that's the way that the Tigers in this day and age have to win it. You draft first, you develop your, your, your drafted players, and you throw in a, a, a free agent in, in an area where you need to have some help. Hopefully that's why they brought in Baez, because the Tigers had no shortstop through the draft. But the, so far he hasn't done anything for them as far as I'm concerned. So that's the reason why this team has been floundering. Look, look at the offensive numbers on this team, Bill. It's, it's horrendous. I mean, last year... My goodness, they didn't do anything offensively. And that's the reason why they lost 96 games. Uh, they'll, they'll be better than that this year, but I don't think they're going to be. They're, they're, I still think they're going to lose about 90 games as I see it. It's not going to be a huge improvement as, uh, from what I see so far with, with the numbers and the players that they have. Dan Elvey, again, uh, spitting out the truth when it comes to the Tigers in the upcoming season. Appreciate the time, Dan. We'll talk soon. All right, Bill. I'm sorry I couldn't be more optimistic. No. I, I, hey, I, you're known as the truth now on the show, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. We love you, buddy. All right. Thank yeah, you, yeah, buddy. Dan Elvey yeah. checking in on the Meyer Guest on Meyer. Proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Tigers. We'll have an NCAA tournament scoreboard next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Carter. Now, they've made that move to partner with Dorn Mayhew, an Eastside firm, and now they're stronger than ever before. Big businesses, small businesses, taxes, any business need you have. You can turn to Tom Rosenbach and his team. Just go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Tom and his team also put up the $1,000 in cash in our Bracket Buster Challenge contest at thehugeshow.net. So if you entered the contest, uh, you can follow your picks all the way through the championship game uh, each and every day at thehugeshow.net. Just Log in, you'll see it. It's simple and easy. And follow your picks if you took a shot at winning that $1,000 in the Bean Carter Bracket Buster Challenge. Follow your picks through the championship game at thehugeshow.net. That's thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. 
Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. The huge show is back live across Michigan, wrapping up hour number two with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. NCAA tournament action, games in progress. Creighton leading NC State. That's a 6-11 game, 28-26. They're at the half. Pitt, 30. Iowa State, 23 at halftime. That's another 6-11 game in the Midwest bracket. Michigan State, 72-62 over USC. They'll play Marquette. That just went final, 78-61 over Vermont, 2-15 game. That will be Sunday uh, in Columbus. There you go with Michigan State uh, playing Marquette. Should be an interesting game. If State can win that game, I think they can win it all. I really do. That's why I have them in the final four. Superfly Hayes has them winning it all. So Marquette and Michigan State on Sunday, round two in Columbus. Now, if you miss any of our podcasts, they are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule. Search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Fernando Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's the schedule. Coming up tomorrow will be Cat Williams inside Fernando Arena. Great comedy. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, March 24th through the 26th. The Monster Jam at Fernando Arena in downtown GR, March 28th. The Price is Right Live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. 
Soul2Soul.com. April 8th, the Soul to Soul Tour at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Tickets also on sale at Ticketmaster.com. April 15th, Jim Gaffigan is one of the funniest guys on the planet. His tour will be inside Van Andel Arena. Those tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. April 11th through the 16th, Broadway Grand Rapids presents My Fair Lady at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. And April 23rd, Bethel Music at DeVos Performance Hall. Those tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And here's what's happening at DeVos Place in downtown GR. The Women's Expo is this weekend through Sunday. And the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show is March 24th through the 26th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. Fridays on the Hume Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Busy afternoon with the NCAA tournament. Not a lot of excitement. Yesterday was just out of this world. So I'll do a scoreboard update in a moment. Michigan State did win 72-62 over USC earlier today. They'll play Marquette, who hammered Vermont as a two-seed. That will be on Sunday in Columbus, Ohio. Some possible upsets in the making right now in just beginning or will begin in the second halves. Creighton, a six seed, leading NC State 28-26 at halftime. Iowa State is down seven to Pitt. They're just beginning the second half there. That's a 6-11, so you have a potential two 11 seeds could get W's. Uh, Kennesaw State of Georgia looked like they were going to win earlier today against Xavier. Xavier came back and won 72-67 in a 3-14 matchup. Baylor 74, Cal Santa Barbara 56. Uh, That also was a final from uh, this afternoon along with Michigan State 72-62. Over USC... Yes, you got Baylor will play the winner of Creighton and NC State. Iowa State is down five, and I have them in my final four. I already lost one final four team when Arizona got beat by Princeton last night. And Texas A&M, I had winning a couple of games. They get hammered by Penn State out of the Big Ten. I think the Big Tens look pretty good, to be honest. Iona, here's another potential upset. Or upset? Upset? You think it be an upset? What do you think? Upset, Iona 13 seed leading UConn 18-17. About eight minutes into that game, the winner will get St. Mary's of California, who won against VCU a 5-12 matchup, 63-51. Tell you, this bracket board is looking interesting, man. It always is. March Madness. Every time we think we can predict everything. Yesterday was just crazy. 
It really was. On that note, let's go to Dan Dockage, former college basketball coach, Hoops Insider. Also, don't tweet at me on OutKick uh, weekday mornings, 9 until 11. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. And, Dan, every year I say, you know, some tournament's going to be normal. The favorites are going to win. And look at yesterday. That was nuts. Yeah, you know, Chalk usually does win uh, ultimately. But the first day, right, I mean, you know, Virginia, now everybody's writing that Tony Bennett's bad coach. I mean, I've read some Sports Illustrated piece uh Pat Forty did, or something. you know, just stop. I mean, guy made a mistake. The other guy capitalized on it. Uh, fun stuff, man. I think it's going to keep being fun. I think tonight's going to be fun, at least in our little neck of the woods. Hey, huge! By the way, last time I was on, you know, it, we, you and I, we uh, we took the state by storm. Articles about my comments on Juwan Howard. I mean, let's break some news. Let's get something going here. What do you got? You know what, man? We got. And I got to jump. You got to put me on your. Don't tweet at me, man. I've done national shows okay. and stuff. You got to throw me on sometime. I'll say something Done. stupid that will get headlines. Yeah, I went after Bob Huggins for cheating. They're all on my ass right now. Oh I come on! Him. No, if you look at the cheating, you 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 look at morals looking the other way. Like I had to pick Alabama to win it, and it felt dirty yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, you feel like uh, they are the best team. They are the best team, but I'm with you. It felt like, man, I got to go take a shower. You know, I got to, all right, I picked them, but now I got to go clean up. Uh, they are the best team, though. Congrats to Izzo. Izzo got it done. You know, I mean, they, they you know what I loved about what they did? They got the lead, and they Jim Beheimed them. They started hanging on to the ball, and they didn't mess around. And they didn't make mistakes, and they made the other team make mistakes. And Coach Knight always had this. He had a and a really good saying that in the tournament always comes true. It's it's stupid loses more than smart wins. And I got to tell you, Izzo's team was brilliant. They just they hung on. Izzo found a couple shots for Hauser in the corner. Uh, the rotations were just god-awful and ridiculous by USC. Izzo knew it and exploited it. It was pretty good. It was really good. Right, now you get the short turnaround where Izzo has been magical in March during his tenure as a head coach at Michigan State. Marquette comes in as one of the most athletic teams this side of Alabama uh, in the field, but the short turnaround, Columbus, you'll have a ton of Michigan State fans making that trip. It'll be interesting with this matchup. What's your early vibe on it? Well, I'll tell you this. If Marquette gives up the same looks from three that they gave Vermont, uh, they're going to lose, and Izzo's going to win. Marquette got, or excuse me, Vermont got really good looks, and they couldn't make them. But then the game got away from him. But when the t- when the game was still, you know, sniffing around a little bit, you know, like you know, six, eight, ten, that kind of thing, uh, they had some great, great, great looks. Uh, if you do that against Tom's team, you know, I think last time we were on, uh, they got beat in the Big Ten tournament because they couldn't make a shot. And you and I were talking about that they are a pretty good shooting team, really good shooting team. So that's the thing. Swing the ball. Is those teams, they do the same thing. doesn't matter if it's the first day of practice or on a one day. They're going to run after trans. And the one, uh, the one, guy, one guy is going to take the ball, the point guard, down the floor as fast as he can. Wing's going to run right. Wing's going to run left. Post first, post down is going to post. Trailer's coming. They're going to play out of it. It don't matter if it's one day prep. That's why they're so good. But I'm telling you, Marquette's really good. But if they give up those kind of shots, I can, I can see Michigan State knocking in 10 to 15 threes and winning that ball game. Dan Dockett from Don't Tweet at Me on Outkick weekday mornings, 9 until 11 a.m., joining us here on The Huge Show. 
across Michigan. Coaching matters. The one thing you see in March Madness, whether it's preparation on the short week after Selection Sunday, the one-day turnaround, uh, getting your staff together, uh, you look at Princeton, no way. You line up Arizona's athletes, Princeton's athletes. That's a game that uh, 99 out of 100 times Arizona's going to win, but coaching came into play. Uh, we talked about Furman. We talked about uh, the Virginia game. But what about Princeton and what they did to Arizona? Crazy. Well, I thought I thought with five minutes to go, you know, I used to call this, don't go backwards. Don't don't look by And I thought Arizona was going backwards. I thought their body language was terrible. Uh, to the point where I actually live bet uh, Princeton because I just felt like Princeton had it going forward. And you know what? Um, if you watch that game, this is going back to when I played in the 80s where you'd play off guys. You know, you'd pack it in, play inside uh, the key. And that's what they did late. Princeton just packed it in. It was unbelievable to me. I'm sitting there. I don't know Arizona's team that well. You know, I, I just don't, Bill. But I do know this. Modern college basketball, if you're a good basketball team, you got to be able to knock in jump shots. And by the end of the game, Princeton said, here you go, boys. And none of them wanted to shoot it. None of them wanted to take the shot. And it was fascinating to me because on the other side, Princeton was running their stuff. Mitch Henderson had them cooking, man. He, he had them turning. Boom, boom, boom. And then when you do that, what happens is you start making tough shots. Like they made a tough layup down three to cut it to one right side made it over a bigger kid. But when you go, the ball, I swear to God, the ball is a living, breathing being. It knows who in the hell is playing hard, and it rewards you. I'm telling you, it's the craziest thing. Uh, coaching matters. Not that Tommy Lloyd coached a bad game, but his team just his team got smacked a little bit and did not bounce back, and Princeton just kept smacking them. Dan Dockich uh, from Don't Tweet At Me on Outkick, weekday mornings, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., Joining us here on the huge show across Michigan talking NCAA tournament. I want to go back to one of your opening comments about Huggins and cheating in college basketball. And you look at Bruce Pearl, what he went through. I know they beat Iowa, but you look at Hugh Freeze going to Auburn. You look at Beard with that police report, uh, you know, with Old Miss looking at him. You got the Wade situation. I mean, I, I'm, you know, Alabama uh, with Nate Oates. Yeah, I'm not going to indict any of the players, but man, uh, they didn't handle it well. And I think the further they go in this tournament, the more it's going to get amplified, that case and what really happened. But what about the lack of morality? You know, the NCAA yeah. will hold coaches and players accountable or Harbaugh for buying a cheeseburger for recruits. But when it comes to coaching, and, and there are the good guys like Izzo, okay, but I look at some of the dirt balls who get recycled and then are treated like heroes again. The coach that coached me at Indiana, he was an Indiana State coach. His name was Royce Wallman. He said it perfectly. Get fired for anything, and I mean anything, in college basketball except for cheat or excuse me, except for losing, and you'll find another job damn near immediately. And you know, you saw it. How about Will Wade now? All right, Will Wade, what does he got to do? Well, he gets a job, and then he gets fired, then he gets suspended mm. immediately. How ridiculous is that? I talked to a couple coaches in there. Like, Here's the deal, and I've said this, and I've been talking about this on Twitter relative to Huggins. It's not a victimless crime. You know, if I did not stand up to Huggins when he was doing some stuff uh, with a kid that was Mr. Basketball in Ohio named Keith McLeod, if I didn't stand up to him and a guy named Brett Barrett, I would have lost Keith to him and I may not have gotten a second contract. And I had coaches that were in their early 30s, late 20s with young families. We would have been out on the street. Now we get the kid, 
because we tell Huggins, go blank yourself. We're going to turn you in for what you're doing. And we get the kid, which means we get a MAC championship. Uh, can't quite get to the tournament, but we get to the championship game, and we all are pretty secure. It's not a victimless crime. You know, it is just not. And so, so to see these guys going to Hall of Fames or to see these guys playing in the NCAA tournament, you know, it just hit me the other day. It just really did. It, it, it's like, man, how many guys, it's like steroids, Bill. How many guys, you know, double A decided, okay, I'm going to do steroids. And another guy said, I'm not going to do steroids. The guy not doing roids, he ends up back selling insurance. The guy doing roids is in the bigs making millions. But, you know, it, it's just not right. You know, it, it, it's, it's just not the way athletics should be. Unfortunately, it is, but it stinks. Uh, when and I'm going to speak out on it. Yeah. And I'm going to speak out on it. I know. And, you know, I got people, I got people saying, well, you know, guys are going to sue you. Go ahead and sue me. I could care less. When you think about it, Dan, when you look at the billions, and I, I say that in a plural way, with the NCAA tournament, the college football playoff, uh, the morality is right out the window. It, it, what Alabama did, what Nate Oates as a program, the school did, is that they put basketball first before a murder investigation. That's what they did, plain well, and simple. Well, here's here's my deal, and people have you know ripped me for saying this, but uh, if I were the athletic director, I'd have fired Nate Oates immediately for this reason, number one. Well, this reason and this reason alone, you had three guys. Not one, not two, but three. And now they're saying a fourth. Who knows? But uh, they had three guys involved in a capital murder. There's only 13 guys on a basketball team on scholarship. And you got three of them. That means you cannot evaluate character. I don't want uh, you running a team that represents my university. Now, people tell me, wow, you're crazy. You know, that's stupid. Okay, fine. It's stupid to you. But I have a lot of respect for college athletics. I have a lot of respect for my school or, or for the school of Michigan that my son went to and for Ohio State. I got a lot of respect for those institutions, uh, much more so than one coach that can't figure out how to not have three guys involved in one way or the other with a capital murder. And I think I would have fired him immediately, uh, and I would have been wrong. You know, truthfully, I would have been wrong, I'm sure, but I don't care. That's what I would have done. Dan Dockett's checking in, talking about the NCAA tournament, the state of Alabama basketball. And, yeah, you look at Beard and the police report and, you know, you're innocent well, until proven guilty. Well, for a second? well one, one thing I'll just say this, and I'll let you jump in, Dan, is that I get everybody's innocent until proven guilty. And what people really ride uh, this line when it comes to college sports is that, well, they weren't charged. And then, and then they just, we're going to keep moving. They weren't charged. We can't do anything. Well, my sister is a 25-year domestic violence prosecutor in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. 25 years. This is all the crap she handled. She handled all this stuff. So I called her. I said, hey, read the police report and read the, uh, I forget what she called the other thing. I go, what do you think? She goes, well, she goes, he did it, period. He, he did it. I mean, you, you know, it's too detailed. And, and this sounds bad, And but she said, look, rich people don't call the police because they have too much to lose. She goes, that's just the way it is. Bloomington, Indiana has very rich people, very poor people. And, she's, and then they have students, obviously. So she's dealt with this uh, for 25 years. And she's like, look, wealthy people don't call the police on these things unless they're, they are terrified for their safety. I like Chris Beard. I've said, but she said he absolutely did it. Now, the reason you don't prosecute is, number one, the victim didn't want and that's her decision, you know, how she wants to live. But you can still prosecute it if you want. But the other thing is, you know, this guy lost his job. He lost millions. Um, what more are you going to really do to him? And there is there is a little bit of a personal thing there. So, 
that's it. I mean, there's no doubt. And this is from a, not me, so don't get mad at me, people. This is from a 25-year domestic violence prosecutor on a college campus in a town just like Austin, Texas, saying she read it, she read it again, she, she then started digging through stuff, and it's like, oh, hell. You know, it's too detailed, absolutely too detailed. Uh, rich people know they got a lot to lose. She said she didn't feel safe, and reading this report, there's no question that she didn't feel safe based on the the uh, the in-depth, the, the details that she went into. So, you know, anybody with any kind of a... Uh, I don't know, uh, moral compass would say maybe we shouldn't have this guy coach just yet. But, hey, as you said, it is what it is. College athletics and morality don't go together. Yeah, man, it's money. It's getting a team to the tournament. It's the schools cashing in. It's our, you know, conference it TV networks. just more, Bill. <laughs> it just means more. Isn't that their slogan? I know. Hey, man. It just means more. Hey, Dan, okay. I, I could talk all day with you, buddy. Appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Thanks, Michigan. Enjoy the tournament, okay? You are definitely coming on the show. Oh, get, let me know through this next week. Yeah, well, I will, Bill. I'm serious, man. And I'll, I'll, I know I am too. I'll play the audio right. statewide. Next thing you know, Outkick will say, "How are we not giving this guy a show? How come him and Dockage aren't just tearing sports down across America?" I share the sugar, baby. I'm good with that too. Amen. Uh, absolutely. I love right, you, brother. Danny. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see you, man. See you, baby. Yeah, Dan Dockage. It's good to see him with Outkick and how comfortable he is, right? And he's a tell-like-it-is guy. Yeah, Ballas wrote a story with the Wolverine.com that kind of went national about what Doc had said in regards to Juwan Howard and Jed Howard and coaching your kids. He just tells the truth. That's it. Scoreboard update on day two of the NCAA tournament coming up. Also, Mike O'Hara, his insight on Lions free agency in this upcoming season. It is a Friday broadcast produced by Superfly Hayes. Make sure you get in on the drawing if you're 21 and up if you want to win the home and away opener prize package airfare for two tickets for two hotel to tampa for the opener then the home opener in detroit for the red sox all this courtesy of the soren eagle casino and resort in mount pleasant and the michigan sports network easy way to enter i have the pin post at huge show on twitter the huge show on facebook from Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Johnny Kane. NBA fans, you can bring the hoop section right into the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, any new customer can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app, and then when you sign up, use the promo code HUGE. Then bet $5 on the NBA and instantly get $200 in bonus bets. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Final score last night, perhaps not indicative of the quality of game between the Pistons and Nuggets. Tied after three, Pistons went on a five-and-a-half-minute scoring drought in the fourth quarter as Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets went on a 16-0 run. MVP front runner finished an assist shy of a triple-double. Ronnie McGruder led the Pistons with 20 points, including six made threes. Ricky Jay Nivey had 14.6 assists in his first game back after missing three games due to COVID. Jalen Duren had a double-double 15-13. and 119-100 the final. Pistons next host the Heat on Sunday. 
Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. This is Monster Jam! See the legendary Gravedigger and more tear up the dirt with massive stunts, all-out racing, and crazy skills. It's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam! As big as it gets. Coming to Van Andel Arena March 24th through 26th. Brought to you by Big 80 Tires. You have to see it live. So lock in your seats today at MonsterJam.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference. And we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop, not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who serve with you, the family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. In a moment, Mike O'Hara, five-time winner of the O'Hara Institute's top online writer of the year. From DetroitLions.com will join us. Busy free agent period. It's not over yet. Need that backup quarterback. You got Mariota moving to, to the Eagles. You have Minshew moving to the Colts reportedly. No more Sudfeld, Blau, Boyle. This team is built to win. This team on paper right now, when you look at all the changes, and I'm just saying NFC, I'm not comparing to the powerhouse AFC. Lions are a top three, top four, minimum, top five franchise on paper right now with how they finished, what they did at the end, eight and two, the way golf played last year. They just need that veteran backup QB. And unless it's happened in the last few minutes, I mean, that's what they they do. I think Michael Harry is standing by. Superfly Hayes tells me that he is ready to join us, talk about the Lions free agency. How you doing, Michael? Hello? Hello, you're on the air everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, huge. I was standing, but I was standing for so long, I finally had to sit down. 
Okay. <laughs> well, I gave you a good lead in. I talked about the O'Hara Institute's five year in a row writer of the year. What is that? The O'Hara Institute of Toxicology? Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's no. called a drink tank instead of a think tank. Uh, I used to be in that one. That's, uh, that brings back memories, especially on St. Patrick's Day. All right, so I want to uh, go back to memories of the last time you looked at the Lions organization and the decades you followed the team in Detroit. When ownership, the front office, the coaching, the talent level, uh, the combination of all four has been this good. I, I go back to the Barry era, but even then we wondered, did Wayne underachieve with the team? You had the front office, the ownership issues. I mean, outside of that backup QB, which I've talked about since the season ended, uh, there's not one negative I have about the Lions right now. No, I, I would agree with that. There are always things, you know, when you've got, what, 22 starters on offense and defense and special teams and all that, there are always things that can be better. There really are, but it's it's minimizing those and maximizing what you have that's going to help you win games. And you know, I think I think this. And I talked to a couple of players about this. You asked them the question: How different? How different is it now, starting this off season, as it was a year ago? In fact, I think it was Alex Anzalone, if I'm not mistaken, asked him that. And it's it's a completely different feel and a completely different vibe. You know, huge. I think after the first year of Dan Campbell, even though they went three thirteen and one. That's per 17-game schedule. They had a good feeling coming out of that season. You know, they really did about just just the way things were being put together. But still, it was three and thirteen. You know, and you're looking for good things. And, and and but this year, coming out of last year, entering this year, didn't have to look for good things. They they were there. Uh, now, just keep in mind, they were nine eight nine and eight. They didn't you know knock the world off on a on a one loss record, total one loss record. But what they did the last ten games, and really the way they played in the first first seven, even though they didn't win a lot, only won one game, you could really see that this was a team that was developing, that it had talent, that it had players, it had a system, that it had a coaching staff. And I think, you know, Sheila Hamp, the primary owner of the Detroit Lions, was really, her imprint, I think, is now on that franchise in a way that maybe it wasn't before under other members of the same Ford family. Not to criticize them, but it's, it's things just happened to have clicked with her. All right, so uh, since that Sunday night win uh, over Green Bay and they kept Rodgers from the playoffs and what looks like his final game in a Packers uniform before they get that deal done with the Jets, uh, this team has been moving forward. They're breaking down uh, potential draft-free agent picks who they're going to re-sign, and now we're getting that action uh, this week. Uh, what do you really like? What surprised you and what still is out there? I know I keep harping on the backup QB, but that's about the only thing I see outside of what they pick up in the draft? Well, I think if you really look at it, uh, the Lions made a, a priority to bring back the players, their own players that are developing and keep them and not let them get away. I know there's you know, there's one exception to that, and that's you know, Jamal Williams, the running back, that, you know, really a fan favorite. Look, I like Jamal a lot. I really did. He was fun to talk with, and I, I like the way he played the game. But I don't think the Detroit Lions are, are probably going to miss him. I think getting David Montgomery... Uh, you know the running back from the Chicago Bears. I think I think that's an upgrade for the Lions. I really do. But that's one of the things that struck me is that they have a that they have their way of bringing in the players they want and keeping the players they want. And I think that's important. But if you've got something good going, and you've got good solid players who, you know, play play good ball. They play it the way you want them to play it. Don't let them go out and make their fortune somewhere else. Work work things out. 
So you have an environment and a system that, that wants them to come back. Now, look, if they can triple their income somewhere else, then they've got to go. That's just the way it is. But but that has not been the case, at least if anything, been able to tell to date. Who, who's going to be that backup quarterback? Are they going to go with a, a rookie they draft somewhere uh, in you know the weekend of the NFL draft? Uh, I mentioned Minshew going to the Colts, Mariota to the Eagles. There's still Teddy Bridgewater or Wentz out there. I really think they could use a veteran who's won some games to be the backup to golf. Your thoughts on the current Lions QB situation beyond golf? Well, this is just my opinion. This is not inside information or anything like that, but this is my my opinion just from you know watching what's going on now and what's happened in the league in the last three or four centuries that I've been covering the Detroit Lions. Imagine I'm still holding together after all those decades. But I think that's huge. I think, you know, look, everybody in the National Football League has access to the contracts that, that, that you know, all the players have on all the teams. And if I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm, I, I just I just sort of think that they've probably got their eye on three or four or five quarterbacks who might be, you know, when after the draft or whatever, might be subject to being cut by their teams, and then and you can get them at a lower rate than what you would get them if you went and tried to sign them right now. Now, I could be completely wrong on that, but that wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have in mind guys who are going to be, you know, June first cuts or or you know, before the before the draft or right after the draft, depending on what teams get or don't get in in the draft. And I think that'd be a I think that's a smart way to go. I think it's a it's not as good as having the guy, you know, right right this minute, but you can get him at a lower price to do the same job. Uh, well said. That they believe they'll be that veteran quarterback that if he comes in by training camp, uh, he can learn the system. He'll have that training camp, and you keep golf healthy and if needed. I I haven't thought about that, but I I will say it's interesting. And also with somebody that gets a young quarterback, where they got to move a quarterback. Uh, off their roster. Quarterbacks are really the topic of conversation. I saw uh, the draft wire, Jeff Risden, said that C.J. Stroud has moved to the head of the pack. It's going to be interesting, speaking of QBs, and the value of that sixth pick. And again, Jalen Carter didn't work out well the other day. He is pretty much cleared of any more wrongdoing and leaving the scene of that accident. But there's a chance quarterbacks could go in the first four picks, depending on if somebody wants to jump up and trade with an Arizona or Seattle who have three and five in front of the Lions. Yeah, you know, and listen, Jalen Carter has taken a lot of heat in the last couple of weeks, and, and you can say rightfully so, wrongfully so, whatever, but he has, and it's not for no reason. It really is now. Has he done anything horribly criminal? No, he's exercised bad judgment. Look, if every college senior who's, you know, out at, look, after winning two, you know, back to back national championships, went out and celebrated and, and drove too fast, no one have any kids playing football. It's just the way, the way it is. But I think this, if, whatever issues he's had, they were not in the greatest shape for his pro day and all that, but his talent level is undeniable. And if you're a team that is in a position to draft him and say that the Lions are at number six, and look, he's he's been rated by a lot of good analysts, people you know that, I, that whose, whose stuff I follow regularly and respect their opinions. He's rated as the top-rated athlete in this draft. He really is. But the quarterbacks will go ahead of him, and 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 pass rusher from uh, 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 from another play will go ahead of him. But he might be there at six, and you just say, ah, we don't want him or. How about this? You 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 
you draft him, sign him, and he's yours. And you resurrect him, and you look, you lead, you lead the way with him. You say, look, kid, this is the way you can be rich, famous, and have a great life. Just tone it down, whatever. And you know what? It might might be the smartest thing you ever did, and it might be the best thing that ever happened to him in his life. That's just to me. Maybe that's you know pie in the sky thinking that you can you know he can help anybody and everybody. But I think that if he's as good as people say he is, and he seems to be, I think it's worth a shot. Now he might be gone too before that. He could be the third pick in the draft, fourth pick in the draft. But if he's there. I'd think long and hard. I'd have that, that plan. I'd, they will. They'll, whatever they do, they'll have their plan. But I'd make sure that I didn't just say, nah, we're not taking them. Michael Herr, DetroitLions.com, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Lions off-season free agency, upcoming uh, draft. Yeah, it, you get Will Anderson out of Alabama. You got Carter. You yep. got those four quarterbacks. So the question is, the Lions are picking six. If If all those quarterbacks are coveted, in the top six, uh, they're going to have options at six now, especially after signing Sutton and Mosley. You have two corners. You have 18. What will be interesting as we're sitting here talking about a backup quarterback, that if if there's a quarterback sitting there and someone doesn't trade up with Arizona or Seattle and they both don't need quarterbacks, say they just gave Geno Smith a good deal, they re-signed Drew Locke, I doubt they're going to draft a quarterback at five and there is one of those four quarterbacks sitting there. Would the Lions use that bonus pick from the Rams for their quarterback of the future? Well, let me give you two answers, okay? It's not what I would do, number one. It's, it's absolutely not what I would do, but I'm not sure that they I'm not sure if they will or they won't. It, it wouldn't shock me if they if they drafted a quarterback. It would surprise me, but you know, you know it wouldn't just floor me though that if, if they did. But I'd I'd be I'd be more surprised if they did than I would be if they didn't. It's not what I would do, but I could understand the value of doing it. Well, and I, I'm looking at the value of okay, down the road picks. I don't think they need them right sure. now. They need picks that can help them win. And if Will Anderson or Carter are there, that's a no-brainer. You take one of those two, either, either hands one, down. Either one. Yeah, either one. And, you know, you'd probably rather, you know, you'd probably rather have Willie Anderson, you know, and doesn't have quite the you know, issues with him than you have with, with Carter. But like I said, and what I said about Carter, you know, if you're sort of resurrecting him and, you know, he's, he's your guy now and you develop him as a, you know, as a young athlete and a, and a young man going forward in his life, you really got something. You really do. And I don't think he or his family or whatever would forget, would, you know, forget what, what you've done for him at a young age. Uh, speaking of not forgetting, before we go, uh, they re-signed Badgley either as their kicker. So that's a solid move where at least you know what you have going into the season. Yeah, you do. You have him, but look, they always bring in extra kickers in, in, in training camp and the off-season program, and who knows, maybe who they bring in might be better than him. You, you, you know, and, but it's it's great to have him, and if they beat, if, if they bring in another quarterback and he beats them out, so much the better. You know, that's. But they started with a pretty good, pretty good kicker to begin with, like he had with Robbie Patterson a year ago, and look what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. But Bagley, I think, got better as the season went on, made a couple of big kicks for the Lions, and I think they can do a lot worse than him. His name is Mike O'Hara. His business, <laughs> following the Lions, and the NFL for DetroitLions.com. Michael, uh, from your days in print, uh, online with Lions.com, radio, TV shots you've done, uh, just tell me in your lifelong coverage 
of the Lions. When you look at ownership, front office, coaching staff, acquisition of talent, where they sit going into this draft, how they finished last year, uh, the Lions have put it all together. I'm telling you, they get the backup quarterback, whether it's you know now or after the release dates and after the draft. Uh, they are doing things, and this offseason is unlike any offseason I've ever experienced where there are, there are a few things to complain about, and that, that's pretty crazy when it comes to the Lions. Well, there's always something to complain about. Just turn on talk radio. <laughs> oh, will you making fun of our show now? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, oh, but but no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get get off the ledge, okay? Um, I just I think this, they're in a good position right now, and I think what you go back to 19, the teams from 1991 to 1997 and, and 99 when they made the you know playoffs six times in nine years and won I think three division titles and so on. That was the best run they've had in all the years I've covered the Detroit Lions. That started. It started really before they drafted Barry in 1989, but it extended through his, you know, his ten years there, and a bunch of others with Chris Spielman and you know Lomas Brown, and then go through the list of Pro Bowlers and All Pros that they had. The closest thing they've had since then to it was was what ten years ago in the first season under Jim Caldwell when they, you know, made the playoffs. They were 11 and five, and really, really had the, the really had the Cowboys beaten for a couple mm. of bad calls. But this, couple. The, but this, they have a chance to be what they were, you know, with the 20, 2014 team. I really believe that uh, quarterback development is right there. I think they're going to be good. They need one or two more players to really, you know, you know, look, it'd be nice to have an endemic and sue in the middle of your defensive line. But they don't have that, but I think they're good enough. I, I think this is really a team that's been built for the long haul already. Look at all those young guys they've got right oh, now. Oh, I know, dude. Frank I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm telling you. I did see a, a CowboysRefs.com that they're bringing back that refing crew and giving them <laughs> ceremonial cowboy hats for the nine-year anniversary coming up. So that's pretty cool what they're doing. Down well, that's, that's good. And, and, and just one other thing, too. They don't have any bad contracts right now. None. None of those it's guys. almost perfect. Michael, they, yeah. get a, they get a veteran backup QB. I don't care if it's now or if it's in May or June or uh, mid-June. They just get a backup QB. And and they can't screw up this draft. There's going to be best available at six. There's going to be best available at 18. And that could go anywhere from edge rusher to a Quentin Johnson, a TCU as a big receiver. There's even talk now that there wasn't a market for DJ. He could be back at wide receiver, which then takes away uh, a draft weekend need. Uh, there, you know, and you look at the upgrade with Montgomery, nothing. I, Jamal saying he, you know, he, they, he was embarrassed by the offer, whatever. I don't want to hear any drama uh, post Jamal, good luck in New Orleans. But I'm telling you, Montgomery is an upgrade on Jamal Williams. No, I would I would agree with that. Uh, you know, if you look at his record and add it up, he averaged about 1,100 yards from the scrimmage for four years in uh, in Chicago, and, he and was, he's still he was, young. He's only like 20. He's going to be 26. Right, he doesn't have a lot of you know not wear and tear, and you know he's only missed six games. He's been a good, good player for the Bears. Good receiver out of the backfield, not the fastest guy, but he has a knack for missing you know for missing tackles and and getting yards after the first hit and all that. And one thing he talked about, he said, playing behind that offensive line with three pro bowlers, he said they have they have, they have high expectations, and I have high expectations for myself. I think Montgomery could be in uh, the running for league MVP behind that line, but we'll wait and see. They got to play the games. <laughs> Mike, stop laughing at me. I do a talk show. I'm, I'm not a comedian. 
Did you take a break, St. Patrick's Day break before? Oh, I, I'm totally um, <laughs> lit up on Green Bud Light. That's why, you know, Lions are winning the Super Bowl in the next five years. They're going to two Super Bowls. Uh, Montgomery will be MVP. Lions are probably going to be 13-4 and four, uh, this fall. Home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they're going to the Super Bowl, and they'll take on Burrow and the Bengals, or maybe it'll be Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Mike, I got to get to a network timeout and also I got to get to some more green Bud Light, okay? <laughs> Enjoy it, Dale. All right, thank you, my man. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Spring is here, and that means only one thing for us Tigers fans. Baseball season is upon us, and opening day is just a few weeks away. Hi, this is Matt Shepard, here to tell you about an amazing offer from my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino. Soaring Eagle Casino, in conjunction with the Michigan Sports Network, is going to send one lucky winner and a guest to Tigers opening day. And if that's not enough, Eagle Sports and Casino is going to double down for you. How about two opening days? That's right, opening day home and away. You'll see the Tigers open the season against the Rays in sunny, warm Tampa. Florida, and then you'll be there for the Tigers' home opener in Detroit one week later. Plus, you'll be hosted by my friend Bill Simonson of The Huge Show, and you'll get to meet and greet yours truly. All you need to do is enter and text the word TIGERS to 21000. Enter the word TIGERS and text the number 21000, and you could be on your way to see the Tigers play in both the season and home openers. Opening day, home and away, presented by my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Go get them. Play ball. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Final segment, wrapping up another great week. Thank you, Superfly Hayes, the best executive producer in the radio business. I was just checking out some of the NCAA tournament scores. How about this? Iona, a 13 seed, leading UConn 39-37. That game is at halftime. Crazy tournament. It's nuts. Michigan State won earlier today, 72-62. They'll play Marquette on Sunday down in Columbus. Checking out some other games uh, in progress. Pittsburgh's destroying Iowa State, 56-37. Yeah, bye-bye. Final 14 there. 
Creighton leading by six over North Carolina State, 67-61. A little under two minutes left in that ball game. Those are some of the games in progress. Superfly, uh, great job. Wonderful interviews, huge opinions this week. If you missed anything, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search the huge show, Google, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Also get to add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You'll see the pin post. If you want a shot at winning that home-and-away trip to watch the Tigers both opening days, just go to thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.